back by popular demand. <laughs> it's the McRib. Ew. <laughs> I've never had one of those. I but also like I'm not like a sandwich person at fast food restaurants, so like that that I probably wouldn't consume one of those. But also like it's ribs from McDonald's. Like, come on. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, that's not what's backed by popular demand. <laughs> what's backed by popular demand is your pals at the seasonal anime checkup OVA. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm Jared, joined by the most Otome loving person on planet Earth. I don't know that that's true. Potentially. But I hope that it is. We have not done studies about that yet, so we do not know the full extent of Atome. God, I love Atome. That's Anladium. Hello. And uh, so, we're going to talk about some more Atome today. We are. I never expected Jared to throw this at me as a topic and I'm like yes I want to talk about that are you joking I want to talk about this all the time (laughs) I love Atome and this is my favorite Atome so far nothing has topped it all I want to do is talk about this game I mean it's such a popular popular like genre in particular that Sony the big company Sony was like hey we're doing our press conference for, for the Tokyo Game Show today, or this morning as we're recording this. We should probably just include, like, an Atome block, right? Yes. And everyone's like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? And why course- isn't everybody doing this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's real questions. And, of course, one of the uh, one of the games they, uh, they touted in that Atome block was... Based off of the game we are going to talk about today. Yeah. I can't... I can't say for certain... If this is the one of the... If this is the highest overall rated Atome game out there. It's certainly it's one, one of the best. It's one of the best. According to everyone's favorite website, Metacritic. It was the number one best PlayStation Vita game of 2015. <laughs> Which I, I, I'd assume, I think that's by rating. I assume so. Sitting at a hot 86 overall. It's a pretty good score. And I mean, especially considering how niche these are. Yeah. We're going to talk about some Code Realize. Guardian of Rebirth. It has squigglies in there somewhere too, but I can't pronounce the squigglies. Aren't like the, are the squigglies like tildes? Yeah, but like, do you really want to say Code Realize Tilde Guardian of Rebirth Tilde? Code Realize Tilde So Say No Himagimi Tilde. <laughs> <laughs> so, Code Realize. It was 2015 in North America, it was 2014 in Japan. Right. On the Vita. Everyone's favorite console. Vita, Vita never die. Yeah. There are new Vita um, games coming. Yeah, and they're mostly it's homemade, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Code Realize was really the first Atome game I ever played, which says something, because, like, I landed a jackpot. And I had heard, like, rumors on the internet about it, 
I was like, that sounds kind of fun. Well, I'll give it a shot. Uh, so I asked for it for Christmas. As you do. Yeah. So my parents bought me this, which is funny. Um, <laughs> I can't. I guess it was. Was it this past Christmas or the Christmas before? This past holiday was a really intense time for me, so I can't remember place. I can't place events. I think it was this past holiday. Also, I would like to update. Code Realize is the top Otome game on the PlayStation Vita. Yes. And also shares the same Metacritic score that the Final Fantasy X-10-2 HD remaster shares. <laughs> there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games that are ranked higher wow. than Code Realize. Wow. Amazing. I think it was this past Christmas, but like I said, it... it that sounds that, about right. The holiday was a very big blur. You know why. But... Well, also, like... The Christmas beforehand was like we were like just starting to like become friends. Yeah, whatever. So I, I don't mean, think... we don't really hang out. We just yeah. <laughs> so like I don't think you were like that into Otome at that point no. in time. It, it had to have been this past yeah. Christmas. So yeah, I I went on a whim and I was like, hey, I'm gonna put this on my Amazon wish list. And my mom usually just goes on the Amazon wish list and buys whatever she thinks looks interesting for right. Christmas. And she's like, this this looks interesting. <laughs> Well, I think she was mainly like, I want to make sure I get our few video games. Right. So then I started playing it, and my family's like, what are you playing? <laughs> Which is fair. It's a fair yeah, um, it's a very fair question. And I usually get that question anytime I'm playing an Atome around anybody who hasn't experienced Atome. But Code Realize... I guess in the most generic terms of what it is, it's an Atome... And it's set in steampunk London. And you have an entire cast of literary and historic figures. Of course it would appeal to me. <laughs> and especially, like, as, like, I think for me as well, like, it was a crash course in a tomate as well. Because, like, I really don't have, like, that much experience with that <laughs> genre personally like obviously like i i, I kind of like knew them like on the outskirts of the visual novel field but like i'm not going around and playing otome games on the on the every time they get released like you are so yeah it's, it's a real problem for me um and also just like one of the reasons i wanted to do this episode is because you know the anime is coming out here shortly it's popular enough that it's getting an anime it's popular enough as getting an anime and a a musical in Japan, which that's usually a good sign that, like, hey, your franchise is doing pretty well. I mean, it's crazy because it was just this one game. Yeah. I mean, I guess the fan disc, too, but, like... And the fact I'm that just... they re-released it on PS4. Oh, I'm so excited. I will play it again. I don't so, yeah, like, So, I, I figured it would be, like, a good opportunity for people to kind of, like, you know, to learn what this this game is, the story of it is. And just give people a kind of like a crash course on it, especially for me, because like I'm probably gonna watch that anime as well. Because you've yeah. you've you've talked enough about this stuff that so like I should check it out. Well, and I remember that when I was playing it, I was giving you commentary and sending you screenshots, so you kind of have a general idea of what was going on. It's just very you, ridiculous. It is very very <laughs> ridiculous, but um. And I mean, that's where the whole joke of me like getting into streaming Atome games came from is because whenever I play these games, 
I have ridiculous commentary on what's going on. It's a very fun time. Um, so usually people that know me are real excited when I get a new one because they're like, oh, snap, we're going to get some more commentary. So yeah, me and Atome Games, we're, we're, a real, we're real close. Real close. But this is my fave. I guess it should be mentioned as well, like that the PS4 re-release. Mm-hmm. It uh, it's not just like the original game; it's the original game and the fan disc, the first fan oh, disc, and then there's another one that. coming soon. So there's two fan discs out there. Are what going am to I be. even gonna do with my life? Like, <sighs> I will buy all of it. I mean that P- the the compilation that they put on PS4 has a very good subtitle: "Bouquet of Rainbows." <laughs> Perfection. And then the the new fan disc is entitled Silver Miracles. Nice. I want all of it. I just want more of this game because it's wonderful. And I assume that the anime is going to follow the canon route because I've been paying attention to the trailers and it seems like I recognize some of the scenes. Right. So I can't be 100% sure, but I really think that's going to be the case. Which is a shame because some of the other routes are fantastic. And um, my the way that I did it is not the recommended order. I just found that out. Um, I googled, Well, I googled to see what the recommended route was. And it was uh, Impy and then Van Helsing and then Victor and then St. Germain and then Arsene. As I've mentioned... The characters are mostly literary and historical figures. Thus, the boys that you're going to date are also literary and historic (laughs) figures. And it's great. So I'm sure some of you guys recognize those names. But if you didn't, main boy is Arsene Lupin. Uh, Abraham Van Helsing is another one. Victor Frankenstein is less of a bag here. And he's actually best boy. Never heard of him. Impy Barbicane. Which most people haven't heard of him. And St. Germain. Those are your, your datables, if you will. Your datables. Your datables. And I think going back to your point about, like, you know, them going with the, the supposedly going with the canon route, as you think, like, the one thing I guess that would probably be dependent about that is, like, you know, how long the show's going to be. Yeah. Because we don't, I, I don't, I don't think we have an episode count as of this recording quite yet. So if like, if it's like a 12 to 13, I could assume I would see like that being the case more so, but I, I think as well, like they would be able to fit the other routes in there, but like they would probably just be very short and condensed. Well, and that's the thing is like, how would you actually pull that off in terms of a narrative? Right. Because how a toolmate games work, if you are not aware of it, is that you have to make, choices throughout the game and those choices end up going towards whichever character you're going to date and then you have to build up their affection levels through other choices to get their good ending essentially so i i don't know how in an anime you would do the narrative of them having the different endings because it would essentially be like a time loop right because that's how the game works i mean you just start it over you go through the like common route and then you pick a different option you get a different dude get a story but like if if they didn't do that do you think the narrative is long enough that they could do 12 episodes just of the canon route yes all right 
<laughs> yeah. Um, especially like if they put in some details from the other routes, but don't have you like dating them specifically, I think it's very, very doable. Right. Arsenae's is definitely the longest route out of all of them. But again, his is the canon route. Yeah, of course. So like he's going to get the most attention and detail and all that jazz. And I've probably mentioned this on our podcast where I talk about Atome before, but usually how the last guy, the canon guy and the last guy's route works is that you keep getting like seeds of the actual story throughout the other routes. And then by the time you unlock his, it's like, okay, we're going to tell you everything and this is just going to wrap up the story. Right. So anything that's left hanging through the rest of them, you get it closed on his. So you, you and, yeah, so they could definitely bring in elements from the other ones, but still have you date Arsene. This is going to be interesting to see, like, how they they try and pull all that out, pull all that off, basically. It's also going to be interesting. Um, Cardia, Cardia is the main character, is, I can't remember, I think she has some voice clips, but she's not voiced for the most part. They, they've, they're, I think they fixed that with, like, the... The re-release did they yeah okay um so on the vita version that i played she wasn't and so it's just mostly people talking at you which is fine i guess but um it's usually how visual novels just go in general yeah but i, I think it'll be interesting to like give her more of a characterization which she has a lot in this game i'll give her credit she's her she's a character in her own right which will be uh, it'll be interesting to see like after we after that the the season is wrapped up to see like how you view that character and how it's changed from having it being voiced and everything and you know having actual characterization being you know animated and all that stuff compared to me who has like no experience with like the game and and just seeing the character just from the anime it's true so i guess i should give some insight into what the heck is actually happening in this game <laughs> And I'll be honest with you, I've played through it, and I've read through a bunch of wikis and everything, and I still can't give you every single detail because it's it's off the wall. And that tends to be the case with a lot of Atome games, is they're just very, very bizarre. So this one starts with Cardia, who is your main character. She's a girl who can't remember prior to two years ago. And she's been locked in this mansion, and she misses her dad, who is named, like, Isaac Beckford or something like that. He's a genius. And one of the big issues with Cardia and the main driving point of the story is that she has this weird jewel thing in her chest, um, like, right above the the bits. The bits. Um, yeah. She's a... Uh, it's this big blue flowery looking crystal that she's got embedded in her skin. And because of that, anything that her skin touches basically will either rot or melt. As it does. Normal. <laughs> That's one way of thinking about it. <laughs> um, so she's in the mansion. She's been told not to leave. She's sad. And then... Um, the British Army comes after her, which is alarming. Uh, and she is kidnapped, saved, whichever word you want to go with, 
um, by Arsene and um, Impy, Impy Barbicane, which I'm sure most people know Arsene. He's the gentleman thief. I don't know if they know that, but if they don't, they do now. And Impy is from From the Earth to the Moon, which is from the 19th century. Comes into play later. Um, but anyway, these characters are, um, again, literary. And a lot of this stuff is going to be period-specific. Yeah. Should be mentioned, this is obviously 19th century. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they steal her away. And you get this great CG where they're on the car like, yeah, we got you. <laughs> and so they're also trying to find her dad. And they're trying to figure out what's going on with her. And so essentially the plot in every single one of the routes is trying to find her dad and trying to figure out how to fix her from poisoning everything. That's the general plot. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Does that make sense at all? No. No. Have to? No. no. She also has like this crazy, crazy outfit that I I can't even get over. Um, it's so ridiculous looking. It's like a mullet skirt, but like <laughs> she has thigh high boots and a corset, and obviously all of her skin is covered because she can't touch anything or it will rot or melt. Not a good thing. So, yeah. She ends up, like, hanging out with these dudes. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They they stay at this house that is owned by St. Germain. And he's really, really mysterious. So you don't know anything about him. And you just know that he is, as Wikipedia puts it, a wealthy landowner. <laughs> the best description. <laughs> it should also be mentioned that there is a corgi that lives at this mansion with them. And the corgi has a mechanical leg that Impy built because the dog's missing a leg. And it has a heart patch on its back. And it has a bow tie and a top hat. And it's wonderful. It's a good doggo right there. It is a good, good doggo. I mean, a corgi with a top hat? Who could say no to that? terrible people <laughs> it's the only people who would say no to that i mean to be fair cc doesn't actually like any of the dudes <laughs> he just likes cardia which i mean it seems to be the case with most otome it's like we don't like any of these other people we just like you yeah yeah and some of the guys in this game actually throw that off because some of them are friends, especially Impy and Arsene. They're they're really good friends. I want to say I sent a picture of the whole group cast to my friend Andrew when I was first playing this. And I was trying to figure out which guy I should date next because I went with Victor first. And I didn't know who to date. And... He told me to look out for this one guy, which he was referring to St. Germain. And he's like, he's suspicious. He's a secret vampire. <laughs> and the thing is, he's not, but there is a secret vampire amongst the cast. <laughs> so that exists. Gotta and watch out for those secret vampires. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll go like into some minor details with the routes. Um, Impy... 
is the recommended start route, which I didn't, but MP is recommended first. Uh, he's kind of like your goofball, I don't take anything seriously type guy. He's also a mechanic and a genius when it comes to anything that's me like mechanical. But he's also an airhead. But most of that's actually a front, you find out. Dun, dun, dun. Because Impy is the secret vampire. <gasps> Which is weird, because like usually when you're told that you're gonna have a secret vampire in the game, you wouldn't think it'd be the goofy, like the goofy dude. Right. Yeah, and especially not the goofy dude with like long red hair and a braid. <laughs> and I always thought that like his pointy teeth were just like the anime trope. Yeah, right. Because usually when you have like playful anime characters, they have the little pointy teeth. Um, but no, his are actually just because he's a vampire. There's a reason he has those. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and as I mentioned before, his, his uh, book is important from like where he, his literary uh, origin, if you will. Because his main goal in life is to go to the moon. He had a, he had a, what's the word I'm looking for? A mentor. And he was teaching him how to do like rocketry and cannons and that kind of thing. And so he has this big goal of going to the moon, which is how he got good with mechanical stuff. As you do um, in the 19th century. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book was from the 19th century, so it makes sense. But Impy can't fix you. So that's that's one thing that's tragic about his route is that nothing can be fixed about you in Impy's route. It sucks. Also, he's mainly going against um, Nemo, which, oh, buddy. Um, Nemo, Nemo's weird. So he's like this airship pirate guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's named after Captain Nemo from uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And he he essentially sees Impy as like his technological rival. <laughs> and so they, they end up fighting over this mechanical piece of work that's on an airship that can destroy the world. Because of course... And um, obviously Impy wins in his route and he can't fix you. So there's no real like romantic element. Like you can't kiss him or anything. And um, <laughs> Can't be fixed. No kisses. Well, because if she kissed him, then he would melt. Oh, right. Rot to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's oh, fair. And each guy after you finish his route ends up getting like a sexy... CG. Impies is the worst because Impies is just like him with his coveralls like pulled down to the waist and he's got a water hose pouring on him and then like <laughs> CC for whatever reason is just on his crotch and I'm like what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Impies adorable but his route really doesn't do a whole lot, but he's also apparently like the intro route, so that makes sense. Then it it, it says that you should do Van Helsing, which I will tell you right now, your favorite was my least favorite. <laughs> I freaking hate Van Helsing, and obviously, based on who he is, 
you're gonna have some vampire-y stuff going on in his in his story because he's a vampire hunter. What? So he, the first time he ever meets you, he tries to shoot you. Gotta but be careful against people who might be vampires. He uh, he mostly only shoots with rock salt in his shotgun. So at one point, like he shoots Impy with the rock salt, and everybody thinks he's dead. But one, he's a vampire, so he's super strong. And two, like it's rock salt. So, so Van Helsing, his backstory essentially is that he goes and slaughters an entire family of vampires. Who is surprised? Not me. Oh, we're not supposed to raise our hands here. No, no. Who <laughs> who would be surprised by this? So he's kind of your um, your super serial dude. Like he, he loves cereal. He loves cereal. No, he just takes everything so seriously. I'm like, God, dude, just shut up, please, for a <laughs> second. And he's also kind of the guy who's like. I don't want to say he's suicidal, but he is the one who will jump first into a battle because that's just who he is. Very gung-ho. He is very gung-ho. And this is the route where you actually meet um, the the little vampire child that they end up adopting in most of the routes. So because Van Helsing killed an entire family of vampires, there's just an orphan vampire child out there. And the way that they say his name in Japanese is supposed to basically be Dracula, but it doesn't translate as well into English. No. So he's like Delacroix, Della, Della, something like that. Delacroix. There you go. So it's somewhat similar, but not as. What if they just anyway. called him Drac? I mean, they like, call him Deli. What if they call him like DRK? No, they call him Deli. D R A K, not D R K. They'd be like Dirk. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's Dracula, and Cece actually likes him because he's I don't know a child, <laughs> and so he considers Cece like part of his vampire army. <laughs> so let's just imagine this for a minute: we have like a twelve-year-old vampire who is running an army of like a, a three-legged corgi with a top hat. It's really good. It's kind of army um, I want to join. Right. So um, he holds a grudge against Van Helsing because Van Helsing killed his entire clan. Yeah. Hopefully I, so. I, I get that. Um, and so he tries to kill him, but he can't do it because Van Helsing's like, you are forever going to live with the fact that you murdered someone. And he's like, well, crap, I can't do this now. So then they just adopt him. And they have, like, this little grumpy vampire child living with him. (laughs) (laughs) But his story is where you end up getting some really interesting twists, despite the fact that he sucks. Because there is this secret intelligence group under the British Army, I guess, suppose. Uh, They're called Twilight. Not the movie. Not, not like the book. Not that either. Oh. So, Finnis is the main guy. And you don't get a whole lot on Finnis yet. The other guy is Jimmy. Jimmy Allister. 
And he's this old, old Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's old. And you find out that like he knows Van Helsing. You're like, wait a minute. How would he know Van Helsing? What the heck? Turns out he's the one who trained him and he was the one that had him kill all those people. And he's essentially got him brainwashed so that he can like do certain things and Van Helsing will follow his command. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, it's not good. So he tries to get Van Helsing to kill you at one point. It's not very nice. But then a reveal happens here. <gasps> it should be mentioned that there is a character in this game. And his name is Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> Herlock Sholmes is a character uh... throughout this game. He pops up in various routes and is kind of investigating everything. I mentioned that because Jimmy Allister is revealed in Van Helsing's route to be Moriarty. <gasps> what? <laughs> He's Moriarty. Um, this game's f***ing dumb. <laughs> I never said it made sense. In fact, I said the exact opposite, that it doesn't make sense. Uh. So, um... Anyway, Van Helsing's able to, to break out of it, defeat Jimmy, um, and he also can't cure you, so they end up dancing on a roof. That's, <laughs> that's his ending. Way to go. And I'm really, really mad because his sexy CG is really, really good, but I hate him so much. So I'm like, I don't even want to look at this because basically Cardia like, goes and knocks on his door and she's like, oh, he's not answering. I'll just walk in. And then the CG shows up, and it's, like, Van Helsing, and he's naked, and he doesn't have his glasses on, and he's just, like, trying to reach out. But you can see, like, his butt dimples and, like, the crest of his upper butt. And it's beautiful, but, like, it's Van Helsing, so at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to see this. You're terrible. Gotta watch out for that upper butt. I mean, I love upper butts. They're great. That's <laughs> where you get the dimples. So it was a tragedy that he had one of the best sexy CGs. After that, you have best boy. Herlock Sholmes. No, you can't <laughs> date Herlock Sholmes. Boo. Um, so I, I usually really like the intelligent dudes in, in the Tome games. And so Victor was right up my alley. Victor Frankenstein is a researcher who used to work for the British government. He's super duper smart. He, uh, I'm trying to think why, oh, okay. So he's wanted by the British government at the at this moment when you meet him as a terrorist. Whoops. How is so, he a terrorist? I'll explain that. All right. They think that he killed a bunch of people, but he didn't. I mean, that's essentially it. They think he killed a bunch of people, but they didn't. Because he's a scientist and he has a bunch of experimental stuff. Um, also, he has this, like, weird headphone things around his neck. But it turns out that those are actually, like, what are those things called that people listen to use, like, listen to hearts? Stethoscope. Yeah, it's one of those thingies. He's got that. But he's a super duper cutie. He's 
He's like your little thin dude, and he's got the big nerd glasses, and he's adorable. I, I freaking love him. He's messy. He's got the lab coat. It's going to create a monster. He's such a nice person, though, which is like the exact opposite of what he is in the book. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense, because actual Victor Frankenstein is a and this Victor Frankenstein is just like the nicest dude to ever exist. Japan out here like, hey, let's 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 make him not not as. Yeah, I mean, he kind of hates himself, which is sad. Um, and he's I mean, he's same. I mean, yeah, same. But it's it's a bummer. Um, he fights with um, which if you well, I guess it's not on his official artwork. I was just looking at it. He fights with test tubes. <laughs> So he'll put like a different test tube in each finger and then he'll throw them and depending on like what he's trying to do, like the the thing inside of it will usually like knock people out or whatever. <laughs> he tries very, very hard. With the I test love tubes. Him. I love him so much. He's such a good boy. So he he has an interesting route because he's the first one to actually really try and work with Queen Victoria that Queen Victoria, but she kind of looks like a can-can dancer in this. <laughs> Just bizarre. Like, she's super hot, and I'm like, have they ever actually seen Queen Victoria? Because, like, she wasn't that hot. Um, But because Victor is a scientist, he is able to figure out what's going on with you. So he is the only one so far that can cure you. Yay! Which means you get so many kisses with him, <laughs> and it's awesome. I sent Jared, when I finished this route, one of my favorite pictures, which is, like, Victor puts you on a bed and is, like, making out with you, and the protag Cardia's eyes are just, like, wide open, like, it's the most appalling thing in the world. Oh my god, I remember that. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, this dude, he tries to, like, threaten the British government for you. He gets shot for you. He fixes you. He makes out with you. Like, he's <laughs> perfect. He's literally perfect. But um, he does have the tragic backstory of he's the one who essentially formulated this weapon of mass destruction that um, the British government's been using against people that will, like, wipe them out in an instant. So he feels a lot of, like, internal guilt. So he's he's one of the ones who's very, very willing to just die because he hates himself so much. It's really sad. Also, we find out that he's really not ever been around boobs. Because <laughs> Cardi is like, Oh, you want to listen to my non-existent heart? Rip open my shirt. Here you go. And he's like, um, you didn't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I, I just need this upper part. That's all I need. And then, like, he's all blushy. It's really cute. But he is the only one that is able to fix you so far. Like, that's impressive. It is. You have to be pretty proud of him. Saint Germain also gets to make out with you, but for very different reasons. Because <laughs> he's a wealthy landowner, that's why. He's a wealthy <laughs> landowner with a mansion. Cardi is like, oh boy, a wealthy landowner. I'll be, I'm gonna make out with that. <laughs> Who cares if I rot him to death? Um, 
I'll get his property. So he's weird because he basically thinks the whole thing's just for fun. Like he he keeps all these refugees essentially in his house because he thinks it's entertaining. He is also your white-haired anime boy. Always, always have to watch out for those. Always a good sign when there's a white-haired anime boy. Also, when I first played through the game until I got to his route, I thought St. Germain was blind because he always keeps his eyes closed. Huh. Turns out he's not. <laughs> um, basically, he only opens his eyes when it's really about to get real. One of those instances is, I don't know if I've mentioned him yet, but Finnis is a reoccurring character and Finnis is your brother. And so Finnis is trying to kidnap you. And in St. Germain's route, he's like, yeah, no, this isn't happening. And he just like opens his eyes really wide and shanks the heck out of Finnis and kills him. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, when he has eyes, they work. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, just shanked my brother. The double whammy. Uh, it was intense. Because uh, he's always just like smiling and happy about everything. And then he just like opens his eyes and shanks this dude. And I'm like, what? What is happening? <laughs> um, and then he kidnaps you. Because of course he does. Thanks, wealthy landowner. Why wouldn't he kidnap you? A wealthy so kidnapping he, landowner. He kidnaps you and takes you to a house in the woods. It's essentially like the exact same house in London. He's a wealthy landowner times two. Did I mention where he, he's a historic figure? He's not literary. You didn't mention where. Yeah, he, he's just a European courtier um, who was very, very mysterious. But anyway, he was the Count of St. Germain. So he's based off that. A wealthy landowner. Um, a wealthy landowner. He's literally based off a wealthy landowner. <laughs> so St. Germain turns out... He's immortal, works for um, this big organization called Idea. It's a real yeah. bad name. Real creative, right? <laughs> um, I've got an idea for our name. It should be Idea. And he is being punished because he failed to prevent the Black Plague. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. Um <laughs> Because the thing is, with these idea assassins, they're supposed to, like, kill off the person before, like, anything bad happens. And so that's part of why he was after Cardia in the first place. But, um, because essentially Cardia's role is to set off the apocalypse. And so he was trying to get to Cardia because he was supposed to prevent that, which is his punishment for not preventing the Black Plague. He was supposed to kill a child who was going to spread the Black Plague, and he basically got feelings and was like, I can't kill this kid. And then, you know, wiped out most of Europe. Whoops. A wealthy landowner with feelings. Yep. So, um, then he gets more feelings and he can't, he can't get rid of Cardia cause he likes her. Um, he actually has a really cool CG because again, he's immortal. So it doesn't really matter what you do. And so he's got this scene where he like takes Cardia's hand and puts it to his face and like his felt face is just like melting off. Ow. But it regenerates because he's immortal. Oh, right. So, um, that's kind of cool. 
he also has the route where you meet the assailant, which I showed you her wiki earlier. She has like the greatest freaking art of this entire game. Like she looks like such a badass. But who she is is just really, really bizarre. It's true. She's Guinevere. From the King Arthur legend. <laughs> That's who she is. Like, they don't even mince it. She's the same Guinevere. She is also being punished for what she did in that story. Oh, Whoops. boy. It's so bizarre. Then at the end of his route, you meet Omnibus. And I wish I was joking that that was her name, but I'm not. <laughs> Omnibus is this old lady in a wheelchair. She is the leader of IDEA. It is heavily, 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 heavily implied. Heavily. Heavily. That she's a wealthy landowner. No. <laughs> that she is Eve from the story of Adam and Eve. Oh, f and that her issue is that she's trying to prevent bad things from occurring in the world because of her original sin. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ow. Yep. What the f*** is this game? <laughs> Good question. Um, so, yeah. A wealthy she, landowner. She's omnibus. <laughs> And essentially, um, they find a way to defeat her, and St. Germain loses his immortality. But he's like, I'm okay with that, because I can live my life with you. That's that's cool. I don't know. It, it's His is the most WTF route of all of them. Like, yeah. it's like, what the heck is actually happening right now? Like, I can buy the MP as a secret vampire, but like... <laughs> What is happening with you? Why is Eve here? Why is Guinevere here? Why are you immortal? Like, why did you shank my brother? It's weird. It's so weird. Why are you a wealthy landowner? I mean, that's not that unusual. <laughs> After you get through all those, then you can get to Arsene Lupin. You open the door. It's his unlocks. Well, actually, what happens is after you finish each route. Oh, I didn't talk about um, Saint Germain's sexy CG. Hold on, I have to back up, back up, back up. So, um, so let's back this car into reverse. So for some reason, he's wearing like a skin-tight bodysuit, <laughs> and he's putting on a kimono. Like that's his sexy CG. Is like his back putting on the kimono. Hey, when you're a wealthy landowner, you do what you got to do, you right? Do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> I also didn't talk about Victor's. Victor's was weird. Um, Victor, he ends up getting like a weird feeling and Cardia is like, oh, I'll help you look for it. And so she just starts like undressing him <laughs> and he gets really, really upset. Um, he was so, not prepared for the bone zone. No. So except for the fact that he's the one that's like one of the only dudes to actually take you to the bone zone. And I mean, he was all about that shit. He was ready for it. Um, and I was too. Like, yeah, let's see this, Victor. Um, but yeah, she just like lifts up his shirt. And so his um, his CG is like his stomach. And it's weird because he's wearing like very modern underwear. I'm like, that's not right. He wouldn't wear that. Gonna have that 19th century junk funk? Like, no. <laughs> you don't want that. You've ruined a lot of this game for me by saying that everybody had 19th century junk funk. Yep. That's my job. Really, 
really, really rude. <laughs> so after you finish each of the routes before Arsene, like you unlock part of his face. So there's four of them and you get like a part of it. And when it gets to all four, it just like combines. And then it's like, you can play his Arsene or you can play his route now. And then it just turns into Persona 5. <laughs> and by the wow. end of it, you're like, oh, man. So his his beginning story is essentially the same as it typically would go. He's still a gentleman thief. He's still trying to rescue. He's still trying to find your dad. He ends up working underneath the Queen and Leonhardt, which I didn't mention Leonhardt, but he's the captain of the Queen's, Queen's Guard. And they're trying to find Finnis, who I've mentioned is the leader of Twilight, but also my little brother. This time, not shanked. Not shanked. He's not dead in this version. Um, he has really cute buns on each side of his head. So I was kind of expecting him to not be crazy, but he's crazy. <laughs> like, legitimately, he's psycho. <sighs> I'm just trying to think of, like, what, what the heck is going on with, with Finnis. But, so anyway, they go and they find um, the underground laboratory of Isaac who is um Cardia's dad looping back around to like the the original story yeah or the and do what the common story yes and so after that Cardia is like I'm too dangerous to be around all these guys because Finnis is after me and I'm poisonous so I'm just gonna take a train and go back to the house She's just now realizing that. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, I'm just going to stay there. And um, she ends up getting some memories back of what happened with her. And essentially, the village near her house, there were two... Well, there was a woman and her kid. And they took pity on her at one point when they were like walking out in the woods, and so was she. And so they let her stay. And then, um, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but they're out collecting stuff and somehow Cardia and the mother end up locked in a cave. And the mom is like, it's all going to be okay. It's, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But because Cardia is toxic, like the air becomes toxic. And so the mom dies and then the whole village and the kid blame her for her death. Mm. So that's when she ends up locking herself away. Because um, this is the first time we're actually kind of getting the backstory for her, right? For Cardia, yes. Yeah. Um, so she finds a letter from her dad, but she doesn't want to read it because she's scared. And the villagers are like, oh no, she's back. So they come and they, they start attacking the mansion. Just freaking why? Because she's been attacked in this mansion a few times. Why are you just now realizing she's back and you're going to attack her? Like, she's been there the whole dang time, guys. <laughs> so she ends up, like, falling out a window <laughs> and hitting her head on a rock. Ow. Yeah. And so she she keeps running. It's scary, all that. I'm trying to remember exactly what's going on. Like, there's a priest... And he thinks that she's like Satan, which 
I was telling you earlier that she has 666 on her dress, so I'm not surprised that he thinks she's Satan. <laughs> but they blame her for, like, their crops not growing because she can destroy things, so they think that it's her fault. So he's like, well, we'll just kill her, and it will fix our crops, and everybody will be fine. And so she's about to be killed. And then Lupin hits him on the back of the head with a rock. Knocks out the priest. It's one way to do that. So it turns out he's been following her. And he's like, hey guys, you suck. You should go away. And they do. Um. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this. Because okay. we've obviously gone through the entirety of the first season of Sailor Moon Crystal at this point. Which obviously hasn't gone through, through for the, the podcast. But... Is Lupin Tuxedo Mask if Tuxedo Mask could do stuff? Yes. Okay. Because that's one thing that's really, really important about Lupin's character throughout the the game is that most of the other guys have some kind of like really, really strange ability, if you will. Like mm-hmm. Victor's really good with chemicals. Um Impy is super strong because he's a vampire. Uh Saint Germain is immortal. Like they each have their own. Van Helsing's a, but that's not part of his story. So they each have their thing that they're just like spectacular at. And the thing that works best for Lupin, honestly, is that he's normal. Most of what he does is trickery. Like he uses. I don't want to say magic tricks because that's not the right thing. But he's usually using like illusions and that kind of thing. And um, like smoke bombs are one of his favorite techniques. But in this story and in this part of the story in particular, one thing that he does is that he's put these wires on himself so that he can grab Cardia and then like jump and he'll go really, really high through the trees. And it amazes all the villagers, but it's literally just a trick that he had to get out from there. So it's kind of the same in the sense that, like, Tuxedo Mask doesn't have so many powers. Mm -hmm. But, like, if Tuxedo Mask was more useful, (laughs) then he could be Lupin. All right. (laughs) Um... But he's always trying to make people think that the things he does are magic, and they're really not. It's just him... It's a lot of sleight of hand. Sleight of hand and taking advantage of the situation, essentially. So she tells him, like, I can't be around people. I'm a monster. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not cool. That's not happening. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she ends up getting, like, forgiveness from the, the daughter, which is a good thing. And um, they go back to London, I think. I don't remember them not going back to London, but I think they go back to London because they read the letter and they understand that like the code realize is essentially this apocalypse that occurs when um, Cardia and Finnis are put together because they're unsurprisingly they are created. They're not actual children. (gasps) Um, They're not real people. She doesn't have a heart. Her heart is essentially the jewel. Um, Venice 
feels like he's inferior because cardio was created first. <laughs> um, they are both replacements for Isaac's children who died in a fire. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you find out that like this whole time Lupin's been following this tip that he got about like a terrorist attack that was called the code realized. So now he knows like, Oh, this is what it is. As a side note, I just want to mention that Lupin and Herlock Sholmes throughout this entire route have like a rivalry going on. Oh my God. Yeah. So they fight all the time because Herlock Sholmes is like, I'm smarter than you. I can figure all this stuff out. Lupin's like, no, you can't. I'm better than you. So they're like always, always fighting. And Herlock Sholmes technically like works for the government. So he keeps threatening to like turn them all in. And Lupin's like, yeah, no, you suck, man. You really suck. Get out of my house. And then St. Germain's like, not your house. This is mine. I'm the wealthy landowner, not you. <laughs> um, none of that actually happens except for the fact that they fight all the time. Like, literally all the time. So he's part of, like, the figuring out of what's happening. So Cardia ends up getting kidnapped. And her and Finnis are put together. Finnis ends up like glowing in a weird way and then becoming his dad. Like he starts talking as Isaac. The voice changes. It's really bizarre. And so Cardia is affected by it. The jewel starts glowing. Essentially Code realizes it's going to happen. She, uh, she ends up getting like white hair and all this stuff. And they spoil <laughs> one of the big, big points on the box art. And I didn't realize it when I was first playing this because I was like, oh, that's neat. Um, but Lupin, he touches her at that point and it, like melts away his glove. And you can see it on the cover. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's totally that scene. That? It is totally that scene. And honestly, I can't even remember how he fixes it. But everything gets fixed. By his new glove. And well, not the new club. <laughs> I, I know that, like, they jump off the airship at one point and, like, they try and reach each other. It doesn't work. Um, Finnis ends up dying because he's thrown Rip. off the airship. Well, he's thrown off the airship and Cardia goes to reach for him. And she grabs his hand. And, I mean, he's not affected because he's a doll. And she's like, you know, everything's going to be okay. We can be family. And he's like, yeah, no. Not going to happen. So he lets go and he dies. Honestly, I don't even remember what triggered everything being okay, but I'm just going to say the power of love. That makes sense. Yeah. So Cardia goes through that transformation and then she realizes that, like, the code realizes it's not going to happen. But she doesn't die because that was one thing that they were afraid of is that, like, if the jewel and her stopped working, that she would die. Mm hmm. But she doesn't. And so everything is honky-dory. And they they thwarted a terrorist attack. They thwarted Finnis. They thwarted the ultimate mastermind who was actually their dad. Because um, he went crazy after the death of his kids. And she ends up not being poisonous anymore. And she marries Lupin. They have a wedding. 
Yay. Yay. Legitimately, I wish I could explain that last part better because I don't exactly remember right. like how the process worked, but it's also really not important. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Basically, like they do all kinds of weird shenanigans to make it so that like she can still be alive, but Finnis dies and that none of the apocalypse happens because she doesn't have a heart. She's not real. She's not a real person. So, I mean, it's it's some shenanigans, but I was happy with it because she got to make out with Lupin, <laughs> get married to him. That was kind of cool. Van Helsing tried to shoot Impy at their wedding. Because, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was also one of the CGs where she gets kissed and her eyes are just, like, wide open. You're like, hey, hey, girl, it's your wedding. You knew it was going to happen. You're not, you don't need to be that surprised. <laughs> you don't. And then I know that... Lastly, his sexy CG was um, he's been out in the rain, and so he's all wet, and Cardi's like, hey, you need to change of clothes. Here you go. And she walks in on him, like, taking his clothes off, so he's, like, got his shirt open, and, like, his chest is all wet, and uh, then he gives you, like, this really devious smirk, because she's like, I don't know what to do. You're half naked and you're all wet. So he gives you a devious smirk because he knows you're going to go to the bone zone. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's my wrap up of Code Realize. I feel like I know more about that game now, but at the same time, I feel like I'm even more confused than when I was, when I came into this episode. It, I, can't claim that it makes a lot of sense but i also love it i don't even care i think it's wonderful it does make me more excited to watch that just because it seems absolutely bonkers it is it's so that's the thing about atome that i really love is that they're all so off the freaking wall like you start playing you're like what is actually going on here and every single one of them is like that. And I love it. I just love being hit with this stuff that makes no sense at all. And at the same time, there's hot anime boys. Like, <laughs> yes. Literally none of this story makes sense. Like, Eve is the leader of an organization of assassins? Are you joking? She's in a wheelchair? She's alive? Oh, boy. I... Compare this to, like, other dating sim visual novels where it's just like, we got girls in scampering outfits, hey. They don't go in the crazy, they don't go the crazy routes. That's the thing, is that, like, I don't know a whole bunch about, like, regular dating sims. I say that regular as in, like, guys dating girls. Right. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I wonder if they do the same thing that Atome does in the sense that all of them are just so bonkers. I, I don't think that's the case. Like, I know I, I know a few of them that kind of go that way. Like, mm -hmm. y you can you can kind of count Steins Gate as one of those. And that, 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 that goes completely bonkers in a lot of ways. Root letter. Okay, yeah. But other than that, like, I, I, I don't know... Specifics. But Letter is like a visual novel. It's not like you're not dating any of them. Right. But like, yeah, it but seems like, like a lot of like the other ones, like this, they just seem real normal. And it's like, get this girl's pants. I don't know. Yeah, like, 
ultimately your goal is to get in the dude's pants, but like you just go off the rails completely. Exactly. Like you are just hit out of left field with these ridiculous stories. And I mean, like you adopt a child vampire. Okay, sure. Whatever. Like I just accept that. When you get to the point where you accept adopting a vampire (laughs) child, (laughs) you know that you're just too far gone. Right. It's so bizarre and I love it. And I think that's why I think these games are so fun is despite the fact that like, I think if they just gave me a story where they're like, go and date these guys and everything's going to be normal, that I'd get bored really, really quickly. You'd play one of them and then be like, well, I've, I've played them all. Right. But like these just keep hitting me with these crazy stories and these twists and like there's mysteries and all the dudes have very, very different stories and different personalities and they intertwine together in strange ways. And I'm just like, this is amazing. (laughs) I, I mean, certain things about it, I'm like, this is really dumb, but it's dumb in a way that I'm like, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't honestly express how much I think these games are just so much fun because they're bizarre. And I think that's one thing that's great is that they just allow themselves to be that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Code Realize was my first because it was a really, really good way to introduce me to that. It's definitely the one to like... Yeah, just just completely show you, like, oh, these are bonkers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if somebody asked me now, like, hey, I need a recommendation. I want to get into Otome. I'd be code realized immediately. That's why I tell them. Which I feel like that's what you've done since you've played that. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't really have a whole bunch of people ask me for recommendations on Otome, but I've had a couple, and every single one of them are told, play code realize because it's wonderful. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but they're all weird. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. Oh, Tome. Yeah, oh, Tome. I, oh, Tome. But, like, <laughs> Cardi is not a bad protagonist. She's actually pretty interesting. And, you know, she does have the issue of the poison. So you're always, like, curious as to what's going on with her and why she exists. And um, she has a lot of personality for somebody who's supposed to be kind of, like, you right you know there are options throughout the game that you can pick that that make her more fleshed out and their choices and you know they include her there's this one picture after an airship race that happens in every single one of the common routes because why wouldn't you have an airship race in steampunk london and she's included in the final picture with everybody when they get their trophy. And that made me really happy because I feel like she is part of the actual story rather than just like a self-insert. Right. Uh, like you said, I'm interested to see how I feel about her after the anime to see if my opinions about her change any. Because, I mean, she's... I don't want to say she's useless. But she's essentially but... Just a player insert. She is, and I mean, at certain points, she's like, I know these skills because people taught me how to do it. Like, uh, Frankenstein teaches her how to use, like, chemicals. Van Helsing teaches her, like, combat. Lupin teaches her, like, stealth. And it seems like she always 
messes them up. <laughs> and so that's kind of annoying in the sense that like you have these people who are essentially experts in their field teaching you and you're like, me? But um, at least she tries to fight for herself and she tries to, like depending on the route, separate herself because she realizes that she's a danger and she's not just completely a blank slate. We'll put it that way. Right. I love this game. I really love this game. And we're looking forward to the anime adaptation coming October 7th to some streaming service near you. And Jared just wants me to be able to date her Lux Holmes. Yes, it's true. Because it's a dumb name. <laughs> they should add him in one of the fan discs. I like how everyone else is basically like, hey, we just we just grabbed the name. Yep. But Sherlock Holmes is like, no. Well, there's a reason. Do you not know the reason? But isn't Sherlock Holmes in like public domain? He is. That's not the reason. The reason is because when uh, the guy who was writing the Arsene Lupin books was writing those books, uh-huh. it was not in public domain. Oh, so it was so, a play off that. So what he did was um, in order to have Sherlock Holmes as like a rival of Lupin, right? he put a character in his book called Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> so dumb. So, I mean, it's literally because of Lupin. That he's in there. And I mean, he does tell you in a couple of routes, like, my real name is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and um, like, you go to his office a few times and it's like a throw off of the actual address in the books. And so, I mean, they, they, they blatantly tell you who he is. But the reason that his name is that is because of the Lupin books. Such like a weird, hyper specific reference. It is. Never said it wasn't. <laughs> God, what the fuck is this game, Al? I don't know. I don't know. Great. Wonderful. Amazing. <laughs> One of my faves. I really hope the anime is good. I really do, too. I mean, the art is surprisingly good from everything they've shown. Yeah. As long as it's not Ace Attorney, then yeah, I'm that's... fine. Oh, man. We have experience with the stuff that we like, getting anime adaptations, and it just completely turning into dog but I feel like this is a way for people who aren't into Atome to actually enjoy this game. And I right. feel like, honestly, I feel like even if you're not into Atome, this game and the story are fun. So I would definitely recommend watching the anime. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, why not? It's crazy. It's fun. Like, it's steampunk and literary nonsense thrown together. I mean, like, one of your villains is freaking Nemo from, like, 1,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Like, what? (laughs) What if that's Moriarty? A.K.A. Jimmy. Old Jimmy. Old Jimmy. Um, And then, like, even Guinevere. Like, what? I really hope they make it in there somehow. I don't know how, but I hope they do. Um, it's so bizarre that they named her Omnibus. <laughs> so Omnibus. Weird. Um, but I really, really hope that even though they 
most likely will go with Arsene's route. I really hope that they put in some of the other stuff from the guys because they really do have interesting stories, except for Van Helsing. <laughs> and um, I feel like it would be a shame to leave it out. Like, it would be weird for you to go through the entire anime and not know that St. Germain is immortal. Yeah, you'd have to fill in, like, some of that backstory, especially because, you know, by the time you're playing that route in the game, like, the the canon route, you know all that stuff, so... You know all of that, and you know that he's technically trying to work against you. Right. So, like... I feel like it would be really, really bizarre to leave some of that out, but I don't know exactly how they're going to make it work, but I'm excited. We will... We'll, we'll see. In October. In a few weeks from now. I gotta find out where we're gonna stream it. Yeah, that, that information is still unavailable to us as of this recording. So we'll that probably... That frightens me. Well, that's usually the case. It's it, like yeah. the... Until like a couple weeks before show's debut, like no one's telling you where. Unless it's like something super, super big. Okay. Something like this, like, I would imagine it's going to be, like, a week or two before it debuts. Then someone will be like, hey, this is where we're airing it. I'm so excited. And I'm sure the anime will do a better job explaining this game than I did. But I tried my best, guys. <laughs> Again, my brother was looking at me like, what are you playing? What is this? <laughs> and I know that I've mentioned it before. I'm not good with people. I, I have social anxiety. I'm not good at dating. I'm not good at communicating with people. So to me, this is a really fun way for me to have like a romantic and like social interaction, even though it's a video game. I know that sounds really like shut in terrible nerd nonsense, but like it's fun for me because it's something that I'm actually good at. If that makes any sense. Like, I'm good at video games. Right, yeah. I'm not good at dating. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a video game where I can be good at dating. And it's awesome. And also just and, get pulled into complete bonkers storylines. Yeah, and they all like me despite the fact that, like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, at some point, if this were real life and some of this nonsense were going down, like, this guy just met me a week ago. He's going to bounce. Yeah. But no, all these dudes are like, no, you're amazing. You're the best thing that ever happened. I will freaking die for you. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, okay. This is fine. Please don't die for me, though. That uh, pass. <laughs> uh, so that's your near hour and 15 minutes of Code Realize. <laughs> I just choked. Guys, it's good. I I know that like Atome games have a kind of bad reputation. But this one's actually really good. I can recommend. And again, if you're not going to play the game, like at least try to give the anime a shot. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Maybe when this comes out, if anybody actually listened to this episode, they can like tweet at us and say what they think. It's true. Thumbs up. I I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I pretty much dominated talking in this podcast, so I don't know if you have any thoughts. I mean, that was basically the game plan, was that you were going to lead this because you are the expert here on <laughs> Code Realize. 
Well, I mean, despite the fact that I've tried to explain it to you for an hour and 15 minutes, you're still confused. So, yeah. <laughs> whoops, my bad. I don't. I mean, I don't think that's your fault entirely. Like, I think that's that's also partially the game just being bizarre, completely out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I played the game, and some of it I'm still unclear on. So. So yeah. But yeah, like I said, like I'm I'm excited to to check that show out. Then get wrapped up in all that zaniness and wackiness and wealthy landowners. <laughs> Just name this episode Wealthy Landowners. God, I wish I could. I wish you could too. <laughs> uh anyways, that's gonna that's gonna wrap this up. The lengthy Atome episode. I finally got to do an Atome as a standalone, guys. <laughs> Uh, for more information from us, you can go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool for past episodes from this podcast and check out some other episodes featuring Atome games. I think there are both grab bag episodes, so both go find those. Uh, you can also find on the site as well our other podcast, Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal, where we are watching all of Sailor Moon Crystal and talking about it. New episodes every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So go check those out if you are so inclined. And then also there's the Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast as well. Columns and reviews. Uh, for more from Ann Ladium, you can go to annladium.com for columns and reviews from her. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. You can twist at us, tweet at us, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Tweet us about all the Atome games you play. Please. And if you want to support us, you can support us at patreon.com slash SACOVA. If you're so inclined. Next week. I think we're going to talk about a game that literally just released today as of this recording on the PlayStation Network. Probably. It is also one of the one of the games in the Final Fantasy series that we have yet to talk about. And my favorite. We've talked about 6 through 8. 10 2. It's finally time to talk about Final Fantasy IX. The best. So look forward to that next week, which is also conveniently the one-year anniversary show. I'm I'm sad that Danganronpa couldn't come out a week earlier so we could cap I mean, it a year with a Danganronpa episode. I feel like it's also a good thing to start year two with, with some Danganronpa. You're right. You're right. Year two will begin with Danganronpa. Which, uh, yeah, we've we've heard some uh, some some strange things about in some of those reviews that have just come out about that game. So yeah, real we'll real interested to see how that game goes. But yeah, next week will be Final Fantasy IX. The week after Danganronpa V three, we have a we have a schedule. Oh my god! After that, it's just a big question mark. It, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to those in the next coming weeks, and uh, we will see you next time.